Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I don't know when you're listening to the podcast. It's different than actual radio. I got to get used to not saying good morning. <laughs> but hey, everybody, it's time for the Hoochcast yeah. with me, Jody, and Pedro over there. What is this, episode four? Episode four, yeah. Episode four. My God, we've been doing this forever now. It feels like it, I gotta say. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So I do have this question for you. Uh I told you before. Um, You know that I'm about to be a citizen. I do. So I was telling my friends in Argentina that, you know, it was an important ceremony. And so they asked me, what are you going to do? And the question, because we're all, you know, booze aficionados, Uh was... How are you going to celebrate? Oh, yeah. What is that typical American drink that you're going to have for the first day? And I said, again, out of the blue, without thinking much, um, Jack, Jack Daniels. Yeah. But I was wondering, is that like a true American drink? It sounds like it, but is it? What would you recommend? You know, it's funny because if you... As you were pitching that, I was thinking, what's the most American drink? And then the first thing I thought of, of course, was Budweiser, which is what a lot of people would say. But Budweiser is not even an American company no, anymore. True. Um, and so you start thinking, well, what are the spirits that America is known for? Jack Daniels, for sure. And what about Southern Comfort? Okay, so-called, yeah. Yeah, Southern uh-huh. Comfort. When I was a bartender in college, I used to make a very famous shot, which was my go-to shot, which was put a bunch of ice in the craft, and then some Southern Comfort, and then uh, a spray of cranberry, and then a spray of Sprite. And if it sounds disgusting, it's because it was. <laughs> but it used to get people messed up. It was the Jody special, and now everybody knows what it is. Southern Comfort, cranberry, Sprite. It's disgusting. Funny. I know. It's funny because I had a time in my life, and again, I had those kind of periods in which I changed booze. Yeah. That I just only drunk SoCal. I would go to bars and just ask for a shot and really? have like shots of that. And then I, I stopped eat, drinking that completely. Like I haven't drunk SoCal in, I don't know, like in years. Southern Comfort's kind of low end. Jack Daniels is a nice choice. Jack and Coke is very American. Very American, drink. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bourbon, bourbon is pretty American, pretty patriotic. But you had to choose a brand that, you know. Yeah. That's why I, th- I thought of Jack Daniels, because yeah. it's the most recognizable b- brand in the world. I would agree. Um, you know, Jello shots are pretty American, too. You, you can know, do red, white, and blue Jello shots. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we would go for that. Or you could distill moonshine from potatoes, <laughs> like our forefathers used to do. So one of those three, red, white, and blue Jello shots, Jack and Coke, okay. or moonshine. Okay. But becoming moonshiners requires you to put on overalls with no shirt underneath and start talking like this <laughs> and slapping people. So joining us today on the Hoochcast, this is actually a really fun story, and I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for all of them. And that's yeah, the truth. Of course. No, this more than the others, Jody, please. <laughs> actually, yeah. A little backstory. Joining us right now is a guy named Charlie Liebecker. Good morning, Charlie. Hey, guys. How's it going? We are good. Um, Charlie Liebecker used to work with me at Entercom Radio, which was a trillion years ago in Seattle. What, 20 years ago we worked together? It seems like a million. Yeah, (laughs) but it was 20. And Charlie, although he's got a good radio voice, was not a radio guy. He was a computer guy before social media became a thing. What exactly did you do? Were you like an engineer? 
Yeah, I started out as an audio engineer, and then as websites kind of became a thing and everyone needed to stream and we had to have apps, I kind of moved over into that world and did uh, kind of the streaming technologies so all of your beautiful voices could be heard on the interwebs. Yeah, and everyone loved Charlie. Nice guy. Cool guy. Met your wife, Lacey, a number of times. Everybody really liked you. And then all of a sudden, we heard that you started a winery. Or we start, we heard that you started a winemaking business, and I pictured you sort of doing it like in your garage with the feet, yeah, and stepping on grapes. Because didn't you guys live in West Seattle? We did, yeah. You did, right? I and I don't know what part of this I'm making up, and what part I'm remembering correctly, but I feel like it was a garage, it was a garage thing for a while, right? Well, so when we first started. Um, we did need a space to kind of, you know, make our first vintage of wine. And we did bond our garage. Um, and that's actually a pretty common story in the wine business. Um, but we very quickly outgrew that space and got into a more warehousey type situation um, when we were still in Seattle and decided we wanted to make a real go at it. So we packed our stuff, moved to little old Manson, Washington in Lake Chelan, and now we have a six-acre farm, a big, beautiful winery with vineyards, tasting room, and all of our production, barrels, tanks, all of that jazz on site, too. Okay, so, but do you see uh, that there's some time There's some time between, yeah, we decided to do it, so we did it in our garage, and to where you are now. And Cardis, which looks like Carderis, by the way, so when people go looking for it, because you know the Hooch cast is yeah, extremely yeah. popular. Of Charlie. course. Yeah. Adrian and I are doing a bang-up job on this thing. So it it means something. Is it is it like family? I remember you told me a long time ago, we're friends, so I didn't do any like actual research because I know you because you're a guy I know. What right, does, exactly. What does Cardis mean to you? I, I feel like it was family. Yeah, so Cardis is an uh, Irish Gaelic word. And the word means friendship or goodwill. Yeah. So it's totally a nod to my family's heritage because that's kind of my background. Okay. So you and Lacey, you're in computers. Neither one of you is in wine. You decide we like wine. We're going to start making wine. Talk us through the point when you realize we want to make a go of it. I'm going to quit my job and we're going to move to Manson. Yeah. So... Um, we were making wine. Um, well, we kind of fell in love with wine. Lacey and I kind of fell in love with wine together. Yeah. Um, she had been to Australia and was really psyched about um, the Sauvignon Blancs coming from that region. Okay. Um, me working in radio, I was more familiar with the beer and the hard booze and wasn't really all that familiar with wine. Yeah. Um, but when I met her... Um, she kind of got me into wine. We, every time we'd go out to a restaurant or a bottle shop, um, we'd always get an Australian or New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. And I'm a pretty curious guy. And I just wanted to know why the same type of wine from the same part of the world tasted so different depending on which producer it was made from. Right. And so that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of doing some research and some reading and asking a lot of questions and really trying to find out why what the winery does with the grapes, how that influences the way the final wines turn out. Um, and being in Seattle, we spent a lot of time in Woodenville where there's quite a few wineries. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I got to hang out and talk to some winemakers. And the more questions I asked, the more I wanted to learn. And I enrolled in a winemaking program. 
Southwest Wine Academy in 2011. And um, my wife at that point was really pushing me. She said, you love to do this. This is something that I could see you doing. So um, let's figure out how to make it happen. And she was kind of the driving force um, behind going through all the motions of um, filing the paperwork and getting the licenses Charlie, set up and all of that jazz. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, you just said something that made uh, Jody very unhappy because Jody's dreaming. The reason why she's not going to say it, but that's her dream. Jody wants to, and when radio is over for her, probably like in two months. A couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she wants to do something with booze. I know that. So she was like, okay, well, we have a radio guy that now he's doing booze and he's doing really well. So Jody's thinking, okay, I might do the same. But you just said something that uh, drew a really sad face on Jody. I have to go to school. You have to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Jody's like, no. Well, because I'm really more of a face of the wine. <laughs> yeah, of course. But listening to you even talk about it, even at this early level, obviously, you know, you're sort of your engineering background, you're mechanical about how you're doing this. Like even in your explanation, I could see sort of that meme, you know, the woman, the meme of the woman with all the math yeah. circling around her head. That's what I'm picturing. So Lacey says to you, you got to do this. You agree. And then you move out of West Seattle and move to Manson. Is that about right? Yeah. And Manson and the whole Chelan Valley now is has exploded since you guys have been there. And you were there for that. Right. So um, when we were kind of trying to figure out where our home was going to be, where our winery home was going to be, um, we were kind of exploring all different parts of Washington. Um, Washington is, I think, one of the greatest places to grow and make wine in the world. And it's so lucky that it happened to be in my backyard. No doubt. Um there's a huge concentration of wineries like in Walla Walla. There's some great wineries on Red Mountain, which is down near Tri-Cities. Yep. Um, but then we went and explored this little region of Lake Chelan, and it was kind of brand new. And um, they had just gotten their AVA approved. That was in 2009, where we, we were the 11th approved American viticultural area in Washington State. An AVA, and, for people who don't know, is a place where you can plant grapes, right? Yeah, we're designated yeah. as a premium wine grape growing region. For right. Sure. So AVAs um, are like districts. So some will say that okay. AVA. It's a district where you can plant grapes. Okay. Go on, Charlie. Yeah, you know, every once in a while we have to stop down and explain to the non-wine <laughs> folk like me and you who have taken classes about it. All right, go on. Right. Right. Well, so AVAs are important because they usually designate something that is specific right. and different and unique about that area. And we have an amazing place here in Lake Chelan. Um not to get too crazy and nerdy and technical, but um, most of eastern Washington has basalt as the underlying bedrock. Right. And that's because Lake Missoula flooded everything out down to the bedrock, and then it blew through huge windstorms, blew Luss back on top. And so Luss is the primary um, topsoil and basically everywhere in eastern Washington. However, where we are in Lake Chelan is somewhat unique because we are so close to the Cascade Mountains and we were not flooded by Lake Missoula, but we have granite-based bedrock, which makes our soil type different than everywhere else in Washington State, which makes us a very unique place to grow wine grapes. Yeah, and a lot of the Lake Chelan, you know, I like to go to the Taste Washington events, all the events that I can that are like where you sample wine from Washington, which is most of the wine that I drink. Like I'm pretty exclusive just because I think it's nice to support local. And you find more and more Lake Chelan wineries. You know, it used to be, I remember I saw you at one years ago. And, uh, yes, and we have done taste every year for the last 
seven years or so, and we'll be there this year too. Yeah, you were pouring, and there were there was like maybe just a handful of Lake Schlan wineries back then, but now. You go to those events and there's like 25, 30, and they're names that you're starting to know. It's a less a less uh, unknown area. Now it's becoming quite large. But Charlie, I mean, it's the way you describe it sounds fascinating. And I mean, it's amazing. You study it. Your, your wife kind of puts you in, into it and you did it. But economically, must have been really tough. It's not easy just from one day to the other just to drop your job and all of a sudden to invest into something that is really complicated. How did you do it? I mean, did you have to get into huge debts? Did you have to have your parents? How did you do it? Yeah, well, that's actually that's a great question, uh, Pedro, because uh, I'm a pretty conservative person, and the idea of quitting my job and walking away from a guaranteed paycheck and paid for health insurance, especially while we were starting our family and had one small child with another small child on the way, um, that scared the hell out of me. Um, but my wife is the entrepreneurial person, and she is the everything is going to be okay. We're going to make it work. We're not going to starve. We'll always have a place to live. Um, she would have dove in off the deep end where I'm like, Hey, let's pump the brakes. Let's slow down a little bit. Let's figure this out. So we kind of balance each other out that way. We, um, we didn't go into crazy debt because I thought that that was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so we started very small and the winery just kind of grew organically from there. Um, so we had enough money to make a few hundred cases. So that's what we made. And then when we sold that, we would make a little bit more and then when we sold that we would make a little bit more and so we grew from 400 cases when we first started to making over 5,000 cases of wine wow. a year which is still tiny as a winery but holy man it's uh it's much more wine than I ever thought we would make when we started for sure and that's all you guys do now you 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 have the active winery you got the tasting room where in Seattle can people pick up Cardus? We just started with a Seattle salesperson in January, and it is um, slowly starting to make it out there. Um, one of the newest restaurants that just picked us up is a great uh, French restaurant downtown called RN74. Oh, they have uh, yeah. they have our wines now. Nice. Um, yeah, so we're putting together a page on our website to let everyone know where our retail partners in the Puget Sound are for sure. I remember I tasted um, I tasted your Nellie May, and I think yeah. that I was told at the time that it had uh, that it had been rated very highly. How are how are the ratings on Cardis? Pretty good. Yeah, well, I I'm pretty proud of the wines, um, and it's always nice when um, the wine critics uh, recognize your hard work. Um, you know, I would also like to say that we don't live and die by the scores. Um, and sometimes I disagree with what somebody writes, but um, I think that we put up some pretty good, uh, some pretty good reviews. Um, we got uh, 94 from oh. Robert Parker's Wine Advocate for nice. our uh, Kushlin on Papa. Um, we've gotten uh, 93 uh, for that same wine. Um, we've gotten some 92s for our Try and our Nellie May, which is the white wine you just mentioned. Um, so I think that those are pretty respectable numbers. That's for fantastic. Sure. How could you argue with that? Yeah, it's, he sounded like a radio guy. You know, we don't live by the ratings. No, we just do whatever we have. No, it sounded to. like uh, <laughs> sounded like Russell Wilson after yeah. a, you know after a big win. Well, it's a team yeah, effort, and uh, nobody was a star except all the stars like me. You know what? I'm. I think that you guys are like the American dream. Yeah, it's right? amazing. I mean, again, again, like I said, Jody wants to be you. <laughs> I don't know. It's just all the learning and yeah, trying new things and uh, taking risks. 
And moving feels and moving. like a lot of work. <laughs> I probably won't be a winemaker, but I will continue to consume wine. Perfect. Yeah. We need you to do that for sure. So this is it for you. So you guys are out there, and when do we see you? We're going to see you at Taste Washington. When is is that coming up? Taste Wa is um, the third weekend in March, um, okay. and we will be there for that. Um, and then we will be in the Seattle area um, several times this year. Um, we do a wine club party in April, and then we have another wine club party in Seattle in September. Um as well as uh, some pop-up dinners with our very talented chef, Mr. Aaron Tocoli from Sorel on Madison. Yum. Um, brand new space in Madison Park. And uh, he was Seattle Magazine's pop-up restaurant of the year last year. Pedro and doesn't know what a pop-up is. He's a is. resident chef. I'm he a, has no culture. I'm a Food Network fan, so I know all those lingo words about those. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me. Pedro so, has a tapeworm. No, I have a tapeworm, but I, I, I know what that means. By the way, if you ever need someone uh, to promote your stuff, I know someone in this studio that would love just to do whatever you want for wine. So Jody's willing to just... Yeah, if you need a hostess at an event yeah. or an MC, you know, I was talking about you like... Like, you're one of the first people yeah. I thought of when we started doing this podcast. I was like, I know a guy who used to work in radio. I know. And he actually did it. Like, I'm sure that every day you guys feel the grind, and I know it's a lot of work out there. But, you know, good for you. We're saluting you. We're I, very proud I, yeah. of you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. yeah you know, I, uh, I miss my radio family, but this is by far the best job I've ever had. No well, contest. this is by far the best job <laughs> Come we've on, ever Charlie. had. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but Charlie used to host a show in college radio. Was it like a, like a disco music? What was it, like electronic music? You did not host an electronica show. Yes, I did, actually. I was the club <laughs> DJ for 10 years. Yeah, um, stop it. And I did a show every Saturday night called Digital Dreams. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I remember awesome. those days. Yeah. <laughs> were you guys KGRG together? Oh, yeah. We were the best. Yeah, totally. Oh, I've known Pedro longer than you. Ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't believe you gave all that up, Charlie. Me, I know. Pedro. How do you leave that behind? <laughs> <laughs> I think you pack up all your gear and just buy a really quit, nice property. Quit selling grow. wine and come back to radio, Charlie. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, that's a hard no. <laughs> we'll look out for you at those events, uh, or maybe we'll just come out to the tasting room at some point. I got a trip to Chelan uh, coming up. Uh, somebody told me about Carson Cabins out by you, and they told me that I would love it. So that's Yeah, that would answer. be rad. Love to, I would love to catch up with you guys. That'd be great. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time. You can find Cardis Winery out in Manson. Visit the tasting room and little by little in Seattle at various showcases and now being carried at RN74, yep. Michael Mina's restaurant downtown, where they have valet parking and <laughs> a mini grilled cheese and tomato soup appetizer, which is delicious. Absolutely delicious. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Really appreciate it. Best of luck to you and Lacey. Yeah, thank you, guys. Cheers. All right. Okay, bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.